Thank you guys for tuning in to Aphrodite's Curse. This is Chapter 4, A Journey Through the Truthful Side of Memory Lane. Good evening, beautiful. May I take your order? Brian agreed to meet me at the jazz cafe not too far from the Flossmore station. He loved jazz. When we were in college, he played the saxophone in the jazz band. After practice and frat meets, he would bring Nathaniel to Raina and I's dorm room to hang out. I lost count of how many times they almost caught us fucking. This secret between us has been going on for so long, it kind of feels good to have it out in the open. I can finally breathe a bit. I looked up at the waitress, smiling at me with her breathtaking bright eyes. She was definitely cute. Her locks lay to her shoulders. She was a nice caramel skin color, thick, and smelled of vanilla brown sugar. My favorite. I glanced over at her name tag. Minnie, I said with a slight grin. I'll take a vodka ginger ale with a splash of cranberry juice on ice. I gave her a wink and watched as her cheeks grew rosy pink. She slid her hand over my arm and said, coming right up. As she walked away, I peered over my shoulder to catch a glimpse of her silhouette. She was definitely my type, which also meant she was probably trouble. She turned around after chatting with the bartender and glanced at me, smiling again with her rosy cheeks. We caught eyes. She blushed a bit and pushed her locks out of her face. I bit my bottom lip a bit, raised my left eyebrow. A little of a distraction from this fucked up mess isn't bad, right? Another customer attempted to get her attention, and she was startled out of our eye contact. I chuckled and sat forward at my seat. I don't know what this is or why people always react to me this way. Raina says it's my charm. My mother says it's the spell my aunt put on me. I've always had a way with people that made them quite fond of me exceptionally quickly, and I never knew how to turn it off, even with Brian. I glanced out the window and watched the leaves fall. It always amazes me how life can turn upside down and the world just continues to rotate. Seasons will change. The circle of life continues while we allow a moment to stop us dead in our tracks. Really makes you think. I felt a slight tap on my left shoulder and saw Brian walk around my right side. He was holding a beer and my drink as he sat at the table. I said thank you, grabbed my drink, and took a sip from it, preparing myself for this conversation. Brian smiled. The waitress seems to be a little fond of you. New exploration? I chuckled and took my eyes off my drink. Nah, but she is fine, though. My slip of my number. Brian took a gulp of his beer and whispered, gonna put her under your spell too? I smirked at him and rolled my eyes. I could feel the tension between us, and to an extent, I can't blame him. I've dodged him in this conversation for years. I could only imagine that he would be hurt. Brian, it's not like that. I've loved Raina for years, and when you came along... Before you came along, we had this thing. And, you know, that thing happened between us. I didn't know how to tell you. 
Raina and I's relationship has been a secret for so long. And she and I had a way of dealing with things and we dated people just because it took their eyes off us. And yes, I have always been connected with you. We've we've always had that moment, but I just thought it was friendly. He chuckled. No, Af, you made it friendly. It was always more than that. Brian took a sip of his beer, sat it down and crossed his hands. Af, you were my first choice. You've always been my first choice. And I think you knew that. I don't know if you pushed me away because of the fact that you were afraid of the way I made you feel. If you thought I threatened your perceived reality with Raina. If, if you thought I wouldn't accept you. Or if it's because you couldn't control your interaction with me. You couldn't control your feelings. I stopped coming around because I knew my feelings for you. I've never loved Raina. She's the friend in this fucked up mess that we created. You were supposed to be more than that. You know, Af, I've known you and Raina for a long time, and I suspected that there was something more going on there. I know you love her. And none of this is fair to me or you. There's just a lot you don't know. Before I could speak, Brian lifted his hands up to silence me. He pulled his chair closer to mine and sat close enough for me to feel his legs touching me. Looking into my eyes, he took a deep breath and nestled my hands in his. I've always known that Raina was bisexual. In fact, our marriage is more of a business transaction. We have a contractual agreement that allows us to be intimate with whomever we choose, whenever we choose, as long as the face of our relationship appears pure. I was a little confused when you said that her family wouldn't allow her to work for her firm if they'd known she was bi. To my understanding, they've always known. It was actually her dad's idea for her to get married to a man and to just have an open contractual relationship. Hell, he drafted the contract. I felt my heart plummet down to my stomach. All this time, everything that I'd known to be true was a lie. Here I thought I played this game with Raina with hopes of us being together, and she played me, literally. Brian began to apologize, and I shook my head. Don't, don't, don't do that, I said, choking down tears. Just finish. Brian put his head down and slipped his hands under my thigh. He squeezed my leg a bit and began to speak. Raina knows about what happened between you and I. She knew after it happened. I told her that I planned to ask you out, and that's when she told me that you and Nathaniel had a thing, that you were drunk and that you probably didn't remember what happened. Made me promise that I would never tell you or mention it around anyone because it'd probably freak you out. I thought that since she was your best friend and you all were literally inseparable, that she knew you better than anyone else. What the fuck? I whispered. This this is all too much, Brian. To be honest, I don't I don't even understand why you, you entered into this contractual agreement. What do you get out of this? Brian shook his head. I get to work for her law firm. I get to continue to add to my mother's wealth. And when my mother needed to be placed in the home, Raina's dad helped me. 
I couldn't believe it. I held those memories and the thoughts in the back of my mind, kind of acted like nothing in college ever happened. So shortly after Rena and I met Brian and Nathaniel, our freshman year of college, Nathaniel started pursuing me pretty heavy. I ignored him and continued putting my focus on Raina. Nathaniel has always been fucking annoying, and for some reason or another, he's always been infatuated with me. I was nice to him, of course, but Raina and I would make fun of him a lot, especially after we had sex. As time went by, me and Brian got pretty close, while Raina got busy with school and hanging out with Nathaniel. She liked Nathaniel's goofy funk and the fact that he got into all the parties. I wasn't a big party goer. Brian and I loved music and comic books. Actually, we liked a lot of the same things, and when my cousin passed away, he was one of the only ones there for me. After a while, my feelings for him grew, and I found myself stuck between both of them, Raina and Brian. I didn't know which way to go. I was in love with Raina since elementary school, but Brian was new. He was fresh. He was different. It was our junior year of college that the four of us were pretty much always around one another. And Raina got the idea that maybe we should start dating people because her parents were suspicious of her and I always being around one another and rejecting guys. I don't know if that's true anymore, but I know that my mom was always badgering me about dating, who I was dating, where I was going. Was there any guys? How come I never brought anyone home for the holidays? So I agreed to try it. I didn't want to. Brian found out that the Led Zeppelin Experience Band would be coming to town and somehow got two front row tickets. What can I say? I love Led Zeppelin. And I went on a date with Brian. We just told Rain and Nathaniel we were going to hang out. He picked me up at the dorm that night and gave me a bunch of lilacs. In all honesty, lilacs used to be my favorite flowers. That night was the most fun of my life. We laughed, enjoyed the production of Stairway to Heaven, and just had a good time. By the end of the night, we went back to the dorms and saw there was a party. Nathaniel and Rana were hanging, so we decided to stay for a bit. We drank and snuck into his dorm room. I was pretty drunk, and long story short, Brian wound up being the, my first. He was the first I'd ever been with. Well, the first guy I've ever been with. He was so passionate gentle. And the feeling that I got with him was so much different from the feeling I had with Raina. It felt pure. I'd never known what happened after that. After that night, I didn't tell anyone, but Brian disappeared for a while. At that point, I felt like he just wasn't into me. Maybe he thought we made a mistake. I know after not seeing him for a while, I surely felt like we made a mistake. For a long time, while it was just Nathaniel was coming to the dorm, and he was just more relentless than ever. After a while, Raina really started pressuring us to date. Brian wasn't around, and I did need to bring someone home for Thanksgiving, or my mom would have been on my ass. I conceded, went out with him. One day, we came back to the dorm after our date and saw Brian and Raina cuddled up watching a movie. When we saw one another, I figured that Raina had picked him to be her old cover-up. No harm, no foul, I guess. She didn't know. I smiled at Brian and said, Hey, bro, where you been? 
He smiled back and kind of gave this weird chuckle, responded, oh, you know school's been busy. Raina invited us to join them in watching the movie. It was at that moment that I decided not to let myself think about Brian or that night again. But it was always there. There was always this loving feeling that I convinced myself was just friendship. We promised one another not to tell others of what happened. And Raina never really seemed interested in Brian like that. We always had this pact that these relationships were just to keep things looking normal. I was confused when she told me they were getting married. I was also hurt when I saw Raina walking down the aisle holding a bouquet of lilacs. The church smelled of the flowers and every male in the room had them pinned to their tucks. All the while, I being the maid of honor had a stupid burgundy painted rose planted on my wrist. I've never spoken of my disdain for lilacs with anyone and I always wondered if Raina did that on purpose. Was it a sign that she was really thinking of me? Now, see it a little differently. I don't believe you when you say you think of me as just a friend. I know how I feel about you when I'm around you. Brian rubbed my thigh and looked at me. His eyes held a hurt that I had never seen in him before, almost as if something had gotten stolen from him. I felt bad lying to you, he said. Even as just a friend, I should have been man enough to tell you that I couldn't come around because I had such deep feelings for you. That Raina made me promise never to tell you about our arrangement. That Raina made me promise to never pursue you because it would ruin our friendship. His voice trailed off and he cleared his throat. Now I know about you all. I think I should have, I don't know. I think I should let you know that Greta wasn't the only one just the only one she shared with me. There has been multiple people that Raina has been with throughout the years. I'm sure she's even fucked Nathaniel a few times. I don't know the arrangement that you all had, but I know that she's currently messing around with the secretary at her office too. I shook my head and laughed. All this time, all this time I've been waiting for her and I never actually had her. I took a sip of my drink inside. Well, there's that. Brian picked up my right hand, kissed it, and wiped a tear from under my eye. Leaning forward, he put his forehead on mine. I'm so sorry, F, he whispered, and gently kissed my lips. Standing up, he put his hand on my shoulder and asked, want me to follow you home? I shook my head and waved him off. Nobby. I think I've had enough for the day. I'm good. Before walking off, he looked at me and said, I know she loves you. She's been trying to think of ways to make this right. I just don't think she can love you the way you need to be loved, Rain. See, Raina likes to be in control. And she loves the feeling of being wanted by many. She wants what you have. Except... You were the one who wanted to be loved by one who was wanted by many. Your heart would only allow you to be loved by one. I hated that. Being told that I was wanted by many. Because I never wanted that shit. 
I was a fool who had a tunnel vision. It could only see the person I spent my entire life sneaking around with. Here I was looking to serve some revenge and I ended up hurt again. Ain't that some shit? Brian assured he'd call me later and I ordered another drink. The cafe was pretty dead, so I didn't mind sitting there. Listening to jazz, watching the leaves fall, and trying to make sense out of everything that just happened. The crazy thing is, it all made perfect sense. Raina always had an agenda. She wanted to love me because maybe I was her comfort zone, or maybe I was just easy to love. But she loved others too. And I probably missed all the signs because my dumbass was always thinking of getting her to be mine. All of this drama, for what? A broken heart? It's not worth it. The waitress, Minnie, had been coming by periodically and talking to me whenever she got a break or a chance. I found out that she was 29, single, and lived right above the jazz cafe. Her, her dad owned the cafe, and she was taking care of it for him. She was sweet. This time, when she came by, she collected my glass. Hey, she spoke softly, grasping my attention. I looked up to find her out of her uniform and in regular clothes. Her locks were pinned up, button-up shirt open just enough to see her round breasts forming a nice view of cleavage, tight black jeans and knee-high boots, still smelling of vanilla brown sugar. I know this is kind of forward and you don't know much about me, but... You want to get out of here? There's a really nice restaurant upstairs. Maybe we can grab some food and talk, if you're comfortable. I smiled, and before I could think it through, I responded, I'm not really hungry for food. She got the hint. Minnie took my hand and guided me up the stairs in the back of the cafe. At the top of the stairs we reached, we saw a red wooden door that led into her apartment, loft-like with large windows. The view from her apartment was astonishing. You could clearly see the sun setting over the water. As I walked in, Minnie pressed her body on mine and pushed me against the wall. I began unbuttoning her shirt and we slipped my tongue into her mouth. We tussled down the hallway, removing clothes, nibbling on one another, and releasing stress. Minnie began to pant as I kissed her neck. Wait, what's your name? She chuckled as we pushed past her bedroom door. Still kissing her neck, I muttered, mm, doesn't matter. Pushing her back on the bed, I slipped between her legs and began licking her clit. She had a unique taste and was extremely tight. Loudly moaning as I sucked at her and fingered her. She pulled my face deeper into her lips and I continued rotating my tongue on her. One finger was tight. Adding another one in only made her body shiver. She reached over and grabbed my head and pulled me into her. Fondling her, I grabbed her nipples, watching as her back arched up and her locked ponytail came apart. She gripped at the bed and began trying to push my head away. I wouldn't let her. In this moment... I remembered how fun sex actually is. Listening to her moan and watching her body responding to me was intoxicating. Biting her lip, we caught eyes as I looked up at her. She was definitely fine.
just watching her come was enough to make me forget about Raina and all the fucked up shit just for that moment. Pulling herself up the wall, Minnie's body began to tighten. I moved up with her, keeping my tongue between her other set of lips, my finger fucking her tight pussy, and my hands caressing her naturally hard nipples. She whimpered and gasped for air and tried to close her legs. I moved my head and aggressively finger-fucked her, then rubbed her clit until her cum squirted over the bed. Gently removing my fingers from her, I stuck them in my mouth, tasting her one last time. I watched as she laid and attempted to catch her breath. I brought myself up to her and whispered in her ear, Oh, my name is Aphrodite. Thanks for dinner. Collecting my things, I started getting dressed and smiled at her. She gasped, wait, you're not leaving, are you? I, I didn't even get a chance to touch you yet. I snickered, walked over to her nightstand and wrote my number on a napkin. I'm sorry, Minnie, I can't stay. I, I have to get home, but call me. Maybe we can continue this some other time. Minnie got up and walked me to the door. As I started walking down the stairs, she yelled down, I'll call you, okay? I responded, you better. I got into the car and laid my head back on the seat. In a matter of one day, I had sex with Nathaniel, kicked his ass to the curb, beat Greta's ass, which she deserved, finally cleared the air with Brian, learned more truth than I was ready for, rediscovered my feelings for him in a strange, random way, and got some random ass from the Draz Club's owner's fine-ass daughter. Pulling off my hoodie, I started my car and began heading home. I needed a shower and some sage. Definitely sage. This energy had to be cleared. It didn't take long to get home. The expressway was clear and coming nighttime was quiet. Something in me started to feel peaceful. I licked my lips and could taste many abruptly brought me back to the reality. Shower and face scrub. I have to get this ratchetness off me. I still can't believe I did that shit. I pulled into my parking space and ran to the elevator. I could feel my phone buzzing continually in my pocket. Not going to answer that. I just need a moment to put everything into perspective. A moment to let all this come together in a full circle. Because every time I think about the reality, the only thing that keeps popping in my head is, what the actual fuck did I do to deserve this? Upon reaching my apartment, I could hear someone moving around inside. Definitely confused. I'm pretty sure I took my keys back from everyone. I looked at the knob and couldn't find any signs of forced entry. Really, God? This can't be how I die. Is this how I die? I thought to myself. I'm going to die with ninja clothes on and pussy juices on my face. Just the idea of my mother coming to identify me at the morgue, kissing me and realizing that I have cum all over my face. <laughs> oh, that could be poetic justice. I shook the idea out of my head and decided to be brave. Whoever was in there must have had a purpose and a key because they didn't force their way in. I slightly began to open the door. Gently turning the knob, I could see that the lights were dimmed. Throughout my whole living room, the glass had been cleaned off the floor and there were lilacs carefully placed all around. 
I looked up at a silhouette standing in front of the couch. I left. I don't want to pretend anymore. I think I'm just ready to be with you. Thank you for listening to Chapter 4 of Aphrodite's Curse, a journey down a truthful side of memory lane. Next week, we will be concluding this story and will release a trailer for our next erotic tale, The Perception of Persephone. Let me know what you think. Shoot me a DM on Insta at poet, P-O-E-T-M-A-I dot J. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, be safe, be kind, and know it's not always a good thing to look through tunnel vision. If you do, you may miss pertinent red flags. Be blessed.